are like talking about it. Like even you and um and Richard yeah, Goodman yeah. and I was yeah. like, okay, because I would have episode. I think I think he was on that as well, and he was speaking about his experience. Because prior yeah. to I didn't I, I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, right, that's that's a bit mad. I, yeah. I wouldn't have known. Obviously, yeah. like with sickle sign, and, and I'll and I'll let you sort of chime in. It's not you see people you don't. It's not something you can just see in it. My mom had yeah. it. It's not like you just yeah see it like or you know so. Yeah, that's why I thought, okay, this would be good to have you on because I, I admire how you just, cause you don't have to, yeah, yeah. but it's like you're raised that way. And I think a lot of, a lot of things people don't talk about. And again, so much things I want to get into, even just like with the general types, yeah. how serious that is. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I'll be honest, I didn't even think that that was a, f- the whole general thing was a thing until my mum passed. Mm. So I didn't even think that, oh, I'm, oh, like I'm AS, like, oh, oh what's ASA? What's, yeah. I just thought mm-hmm. sickle was something that you have. I didn't know that it can be, Pass, yeah, there's a trait as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, man, I've said too much, but um, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. It, I don't know if it's still, uh, I don't want to say the government, but how do you, how do you, the uh, government your... I don't mind, you know, man, my real name's Ali Do, yeah. or Ali for short, yeah, but people know my artist name is A Star, yeah. so I don't mind, man. Yeah, no, well, well yeah, we'll, we'll keep it A Star, but thank yeah, you for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, I appreciate it, and like I said, it's just, I think these conversations are important, you know, um. And a lot of, like I said, with the podcast, I, w- I wanted us to highlight a lot of things with mental and just by, before we go into all of that and just delve into Sickle Cell, like, like what is, how would you describe Sickle Cell? Because I think a lot of people may not be aware, but may not really understand what is, what is it? So let's just like, if you were to like speak to someone who just say, who's like, like layman terms, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how would you, how would you? So, um, Sickle Cell is a hereditary disease. Yeah that uh, affects the, the red blood cells. Um, it affects mostly black people. Yeah. Um, it affects uh, also Asians and white people, but mostly predominantly black people. Um, it affects the red blood cells. You know how usual red blood cells are round shape. Yeah. Um, but for people who have sickle cell, most of the sickle, uh, the blood cells are like sickle shape. So it's like a half moon, like a crescent shape. Um, and uh, it's hereditary because it comes from both parents yeah. and um, you, you can fall into what you call a sickle cell crisis if you either, you know, have in times of extreme weather, uh, the dehydration, stress, uh, anything that kind of has a strain on your body can, call, can cause a sickle cell crisis. And that's when the red blood cells that are sickle shaped clog up against each other and they get sticky and can't flow and carry oxygen around the body because our red blood cells flow and carry oxygen around our body but because of the sickle cell shapes um they 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 kind of stick in one place Mm. and they can't flow through the blood vessels and carry oxygen around the body so it causes excruciating pain in a time of crisis um and yeah that's 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 how i would explain sickle cell yeah because because that's that's one thing i I did at the time because when you know like like I've already seen my mom in a crisis once, but I, I, just, I just didn't think it was a thing. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. when we were younger, my mom always used to say to my mom, like, just when you go out, when it's cold, like carry a jacket. I remember there was one time, and this was the, uh, probably the first time I saw my mom have a crisis. Mm. And when my mom was saying that, like, why didn't she carry a jacket? I'm like, what, what's, what's the big deal? Like, yeah. To, I mean, yeah, I get it, it's, it's cold, but my aunt was like, listen, cause she went to one of my um, family friends who plays football, she went to go see his game in Birmingham. Yeah. And she went with a jacket, it was kind of like, like a light jacket and a scarf. Mm. My aunt was like, so annoyed, like, why didn't you carry a jacket? And then when she came back, 
she had a crisis and like I was thinking like, I'd never seen my mum in that much pain. Yeah. Mum was like, like that's why I should have told you. Every time she used to get onto her, like wear, wear a jacket, wear a jacket. Because um, like you said, the cold affects it. And you know, but I didn't, I didn't at the time I didn't I didn't grasp it. It was only until like I would say now I can I understand why they say that wear a jacket or anything that causes any sort of stress or because my mum used to literally just always like travel a lot and used to always get onto listen like just chill, don't do too much sometimes. And again, I didn't understand it back then because I was thinking, well, you know, it's not, what's the big deal? But now I understand it because again, these things can cause a crisis or just too much strain. And like you mm. said, I think because the the blood cells don't sort of um, travel as the normal red blood cells because the, because of the crisis, it's like they get clogged, clogged up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that can cause um, the pain. But usually like, I know, like I've seen different, different people with sickle cell, and I know there's many. Usually, people go to hospital to like leave it the pain. But is there like a a set way um, the pain can can be sort of alleviated, or is is it different to, to is it different? And um, regardless if you got sickle, regardless if you, if you're yeah. sickle, if you have sickle cell, so is, I think yeah. So go on. No, so I was gonna say. So like I know, like everyone with sickle cell may not have the same experience. Yeah. So is it is it like is there like a um, how can I say like is there a different method for everyone or is it like a set thing, for example, if you have a crisis, this is what you need to do when you yeah. go to hospital or this is the sort of medicine that they need to give you when you yeah. when you go to hospital? Yeah, usually I think the f the strongest form of pain medicine is morphine. Yeah. So a lot of people would have morphine for their pain. Uh, but only recently I've actually found that, that a lot of people, not everyone takes morphine. Some people's bodies uh, rejects the morphine. It's not. It's not good. Like it don't do them any good. Some people have chosen other methods like OC, um, like CBD oil. Yeah. Um, and you know um, that that kind of of route because it it really helps them and it helps their body relax. But in that time of pain, you know most people would get morphine, yeah. and when you go in the ambulance, you get gas in there, entonox. You know that kind of calms you down a bit. Yeah. Um, but the most um, frequent um, painkiller that people have would be morphine. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, do you know when it's coming? Can you tell that you're mm. about to get an episode? Is there, like, anything in the build-up towards it? Maybe yeah. in days or on that actual day it happens? Some people do, uh, or sometimes you would, you would get some pain in your leg and arm and you think, oh, yeah. You know, this if this carries on, it could go into a full-blown crisis. Yeah. Uh, but some crisis is just like that. Like you could come out of the shower, and because of the change in temperature, all of a sudden, crisis, it hits you hard. Um, you know, you could be maybe exercising, or, you know, one time I was on stage, I had a show, came off, and my breathing wouldn't stop going, being mm. fast, and then I fell into a crisis. So it depends, but for some people... It's direct for some people, you know, when it's coming. So it, it, it that's the thing about sequel cells, where it's unpredictable. Like you said, your mum come back from watching a game mm. and then all of a sudden she's having a crisis. You just never know when it's going to come. Yeah. It's just really unpredictable. That's it, because it kind of sounds like, like arthritis. You know, when you have arthritis and then sometimes like the cold weather, like my, my dad used to have arthritis, you know, you used to feel the paints in your joints. Mm. So is it mainly like a joint thing or it can affect anywhere in your body? It affects anywhere because red blood cells flow anywhere where there's blood in your yeah. body. So literally anywhere. Like I've had a crisis in my face, you know, um, and it hit a nerve in my in my gums and, you know, my face just went sw swollen, um, started swelling up. And then my doctor told me, oh, it's hit a nerve in your gum and we have to take a tooth out. So one of my back teeth um, on this side of my face, 
um, had to get taken out because uh, the crisis hit a nerve in my gums and my face just went and then um yeah that takes too fast so it it really depends it affects you anywhere i've had like a left hip replacement before at the age of 25 so um it, it affects you anywhere in your body but also joints are somewhere where it does affect you because you know my when i had my left hip replacement my, my hip was just acting up yeah. and i found out that i had a, a vascular necrosis and that's where lack of blood is flowing to a joint in your body um, and mine was my hip and it started stiffening up so it was really really causing a lot of pain i couldn't sit down put on shoes get in the car properly without being in pain so i got mri scan i was about 23 24 at the time yeah. and i'm getting told i've got to put, be put on a waiting list to have a, a left hip replacement so yeah it affects all of us in different ways so it's wild so how, when did you find out that you had sickle cell and like, what's that type of process like mm. did did your parents let you know that you had it Mm. or did they both have it and then it got passed down to you or can one parent have it mm. like how does it happen Do the earliest um time i remember having a crisis is the age of five and i just remember being in pain and my cousin carrying me to hospital i was in belgium at the time uh spending time with family but because sickle cell is a hereditary disease it comes from both parents so both parents have to be a carrier in some sort so you can either be as which is the trait and your partner is also AS, but that's that means there's a less a one in four chance of your child having sickle cell. But when you have SS, there's more of a chance. So my mom is SS, SS is full blown sickle cell, mm. yeah. and my dad has AS. He's a trait. When they came together, that conversation wasn't had. So you know they were together in what um, early to mid eighties, yeah. and I don't think that conversation was had as much as it is have had now. And um, they came together, and when I was born. They, that's when they found out that I had sickle cell. Yeah. Um, so it was never a conversation that was had with my parents. I'm just growing up in pain, in and out of hospital, doctor's appointments, missing school, you know, uh, missing social events, going on holiday, having cry. All of that kind of stuff mm. was happening in my life growing up. And then I'm kind of having to grow up and think, what the heck is going on? I yeah. never really had a conversation with my parents like, what do I have? Why is it affecting me like this? I kind of had to find out for myself um, and in my like late teens, early twenties, I started knowing more about sickle cell. And it's in my mid twenties that I I really knew about what it was. Did my own research yeah. um, and found out what sickle cell was, how it affects me. And then getting to my late twenties, I met this whole community of people online that had sickle cell on Instagram that were coming out with their stories bit by bit because a lot of us didn't tell our stories. Yeah. Firstly, we didn't know really what it was. Secondly, maybe our, sometimes some of our parents or family members discouraged us from talking about things like this publicly. Mm -hmm. So so we're coming to an age now, I'm, I'm 34 now, and I'm really, really passionate about this not being passed down to the next generation. Mm -hmm. So we are the adults that our parents were when they had us now. Mm -hmm. And we have to try our best to mind who we're getting with have the conversation about genotypes genotypes being either aa you have nothing as you have trait ss you have full-blown but there's also sc there's thalassemia there's other things to speak about as well yeah. but in regards to what i have ss i made sure it's a conversation i had very early in my relationships especially with my wife yeah. and you know she said she was aa um but i, I you know i kindly asked her to go and get tested again and so I can see that proof because our parents didn't have that conversation. It's come down to me. So imagine me now being just 
out there doing whatever, get with someone, don't have the conversation. I have a child, doctor says your child's got full-blown sickle cell yeah. and then the cycle continues. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's that's a, um, something that I've really been passionate about and telling people, especially black people, get your genotype tested, mind who you're getting with and have that conversation. Mm. That's dope, man. That kind of awareness because um, it's not something can, that can be completely eradicated but by raising the awareness, you can really reduce like you know f uh, future generations, mm. and it's it's like having that, like you said, having those conversations, especially when you're meeting partners, because like the cliche, I guess the cliche kind of thing is that within the black community, we don't really do the doctors to to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nor do we have the conversations around oh pain, like you could see a parent like it in a bit of discomfort and uh, probably nine times out of ten oh maybe she's got a headache or it's this or it's that you're not really deep in it too right. to try and find out what the actual issues is so no nah, it's dope man yeah. what about obviously you've got a daughter right i've got two daughters now yeah, yeah. so they they both um uh have uh the trait um because obviously yeah as they would have taken um one part from me one part from a wife who's aa yeah um so i'm just happy that I get to have that conversation with my daughters to mind who they're getting with. Because yeah. I always say, generations to come, we could be four, three or four generations after us yeah. and the conversation of sickle cell is very minimal. It, it could be a chance where that's something from the past. Yeah. Like, um, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I say this very lightly and carefully, but Ebola was something huge, a huge outbreak in Africa that happened. Um, but the counts of it has calmed down now, has gone down. Same with COVID, the counts of COVID, not to say it's fully gone away, but the counts are very low now, and now we're allowed to be social again. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be a time where there's no more COVID and it'll be a thing of the past, where we talk about, remember 2020, where there was lockdowns and all that, there was a global pandemic and all of that stuff. Um, hopefully, not to say that sickle cell is like a, uh, uh, um, like a virus or whatever it is, but hopefully sickle cell can be a conversation of the past where yeah. we have raised enough awareness and watched who we got with spoke to our children about it if my daughter's at as and i'm telling them please don't get with someone who has a trait or sickle cell because it could affect your children mm. and that happens in their generation they tell their kids about it they tell their kids about it. you guys if you have children or want to have children one day and you tell your children about it it will come to a time where the conversation about sickle cell is very open and then the counts will get low. So mm. that's that's the dream, man. I, f I think I nice. think, and it, it's crazy because we said that with Jonathan because I remember um, so Robert, when you was on um, Chucky's podcast, yeah, yeah, he was talking about, and you said to you like when it came to dating, you was listen. There's no like you. I'm not. I don't know how if how early you ox, but yeah, you was like I'm not listen. I need to find out straight. And and it's interesting because I remember. When my when my mum passed, when we went to in Nigeria, went to for the funeral and had a talk with her younger sister, my aunt, and she was saying when she got with my uncle, she just said, "Like, what's your what's your genotype?" Yeah, like, and I was thinking that, like, and she said to me, "Like, if he's AS, it's a no go. There's no, and like, I don't, I, not okay. I don't want to say, I don't know if this is how she said word for word, but it was along the lines of like, I'm not, I don't have time to, just, you know." Like be aware with the phrase, do the whole. Oh, I'm, I'm in love. I like this person. Yeah, because this is n this is nothing to play with. And at the time, I was like, right, oh, that's that's a bit that's a bit harsh, but it's no joke. And the reason why I said that because even with me, like when I was dating, I kind of experienced that where, like, you know, I think there was a few. No, I think 
Sometimes I was like, how do I bring up this conversation? Because it's a bit early, you know, you, you know, when you meet, you're talking to someone, you ask them, okay, like, what do you like? What, you know, what's your favorite color? Oh, what's the genitalia? It's like, yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah. slip that in there because like, hang on a minute, what's, what, what, what is that even? Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I yeah. feel like, I remember there was, um, you know, there was two people I came across, like, like, lovely, like, lovely girls. And I was like, okay, cool, this is sweet. Yeah. This is me, like, we, our conversation is going well. Like, this is, this, like, I, this is it. I'm like, I can tell, like, it's just, we were getting like a house on fire. And then, I don't know what it was. I think, what did, I don't know what I said. I think I, I kind of bring bring up something along as a sickle cell. I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've got it. And then- she, I, The girl said that to Yeah, you. she said she's got sickle cell. Okay. And I remember at the time I was I was a bit torn. I was like, damn, like, yeah. That, I thought this was, you know what I'm saying? This one. And then I think I kind of wrestled for a little bit. Just, I don't know, thinking, okay, maybe, Somehow this maybe you could run. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, it's only it's only like a fifty fifty chance because I I got a trait, so technically. But then, has she got? Did she have trait or sickle no? She so she had sickle cell. Right. She had so sickle there's cell. a higher chance. Yeah, higher. Of your if you was to have children, there's a higher yeah, yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just thinking, you know, maybe maybe like you know, maybe like it can be fine. Maybe the the, the, the I can take the risk. But then I thought, but I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. Mm. Yeah. It's is not, it like a um like? Is it like an AS and AS? What, what does that equal? AS AS. There's a one in four chance, a twenty five percent chance of your child having sickle cell. Yeah. Fifty percent chance of your child having, um, the trait. Trait. Yeah. Um, yeah, and twenty five percent chance of them not having. Yeah. Um, any. So uh, one's AS and one is uh, AA. Then that's the, a better chance. Better yeah, chance. yeah, yeah. So, if you're AS, if you're AA. And if you're AA, you're in a great position because <laughs> mm. you can uh, be with someone who has AS, like my wife is uh, uh, AA. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm <laughs> someone who has SS. So you can either be with someone who's got AS or a SS. Yeah. As long as you're AA, you're in a in a, a, a position where you're okay to date, marry, have children with someone who has yeah. sickle cell or the trait. So AA is just... No AA is means you have no, yeah. no none at all. But my, I think my some of my wife's siblings have AS. Yeah. Uh, so that's why the conversation, especially with black people, you mm. have to make sure you have that conversation because with white people, there's a, a less, much, much, much yeah. less percentage of white people that have sickle cell. It's rare. I know one white girl who has sickle cell, and I met her through the sickle cell community through a friend of mine, Manny. Yeah. Uh, he owns a charity. Um, called Once We Are Not The Same and uh, he did a, a talk this was very heavy there was a lot of talking going on through the pandemic people were at home mm, so yeah. we was doing a lot of talk club space right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it was club yeah so we was doing a, um, a talk and um, I think this was on Instagram though it might have been on Clubhouse as well but so Clubhouse club, yeah yeah we forgot the name yeah. that's how old it is right <laughs> bro it's no, one's clubhouse is gone, bro. no one's checking for Clubhouse anymore <laughs> So like yeah, so that, I know, bro. So um, she came on, and I was like, "Raw," and she's said that her parents had the trait, mm. um, and she ha ended up having sickle cell. So, um, yeah, again, we encourage people, especially black people, to have that conversation with your genital. Every black person should have that conversation. I know people that in their late twenties, early thirties, have found out that they've got the trait, and they didn't know. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It's just a. Some either something happened or someone had a child had to get blood tested um, and then found out that they had AS 
because AS you won't really have crisis that much. You can have sometimes aches and pains or yeah. joint pains mm -hmm. and stuff, but you you can't. It's rare for someone to with AS to have a full blown crisis. I don't know anyone that's mm -hmm. happened to. So um, you, some people generally don't know. They generally don't know. Like even me. Mm. I can't remember the last time I went to doctors, let alone know if I've got it. Mm. I think I, I would just assume because my mum's been to the hospital a few times and following a blood report. Yeah, I'm hoping that but no, actually, I did take a, I did do a blood test actually for mm. like um, life insurance purposes. Mm. So I'm sure something would have been flagged up. But yeah, but then I was gonna say because also you because you guys both have kids. But then I I've been told that so when you when you I think I've, I think it's before. There's a they do sickle cell screening for for kids, right? Don't don't they? For 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 babies, they're doing it now from when your partner's pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So the you, sounds, you know. Yeah, no. They do screening for sickle cell. Yeah. Okay. And then when the child is born, they do heel prick tests as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So they do what? Heel prick yeah. tests. So they'll literally just prick the child's heel yeah. when yeah. the when the child's like I think a few weeks old. Yeah. yeah. Take that blood. Do a test and they say if there's anything sickle cell related, yeah. we'll let you know. If if yeah, right. and then, okay, yeah, yeah that's I know right. they did those tests. It's great. Yeah. But also, I know like when you do have a baby and you do start going to like maternity, is it maternity nurse or when you just start going for like regular appointments, you know, like they do ask you like a questionnaire, like you know, what's your medical history? Mm -hmm. And then that, I guess it's a great t a great time to kind of gauge like where you both are in terms of medical background because they ask you know has any one on either side had this or this or right. I'm like, we're both looking at each other like, well, we don't actually know. Yeah. Like, we don't know, like, the DNA makeup. Mm, There's yeah. medical issues. And it's definitely something we need to do as, as a community. Yeah, yeah you're, sure. you're, you're right. You're right. And I think even just touching, just going back to even having a conversation. So, because I remember for me, like, sometimes I would feel a bit apprehensive because I'm like, okay, is it too soon? And, and in some cases, like, when I was dating, some people understood. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, I get it. I'll, I'll do it. Like, it's just not a. It's not a thing. It's not because they understand it. But with you, when you like, how? What was it like mentally? Just, mm. I guess, having a conversation and even just before you're married, just dating with sickle cell. What? Because the reason I asked it because I can imagine it must. Obviously, like, it's hard to, to tell people from the onset. Okay, I'm. This is what I'm going through because it's. Would that like maybe not scare them off, or would that be mm. too much? So what what was that? How did you navigate? How did you navigate that? I think it. I had to. I always say that there's a, a fast maturity with people who have chronic illness because you've got to be wise about your moves, about your decisions you make, and things like that. So, relationships was one of them. So you know when when I would see someone, it's an early conversation I'd have because. If I if it was a long term thing or if it, it went into marriage, one day you're gonna see me have a crisis and in hospital. So I don't want it to be a shock to you or whatever. Just so you know, this is my form in regards to my health. And you know also what I say is, if someone had a history of cancer or a history of HIV and some or something like that, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, you would tell a partner. Mm. That that's what you've been through because it could affect them in somehow not yeah. that past um cancer could be passed on but cancer is serious because a lot of times it can run through the family run in the family mm. so you see people that have had cancer and you find out that their parents and grandparents have had it as well yeah. so people wouldn't hide from having that conversation so why would we hide about it through sickle cell so 
you know, I was once seeing someone who, you know, respectfully their parents said, don't get with someone through sickle cell. So that didn't work out. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was, when I found that out, the real reason why yeah. of, you know, the relationship breakdown um, and that was said a lot before the relationship broke down. It was through someone else that said it. But at the time, the girl said, oh, you know, my mom said I shouldn't get someone sickle cell and blah, blah. And I was just like shrugging it off. But I understood that that was the start of the breakdown of the relationship. It, it affected me. But now that I know the position I'm in, I understand. Yeah. If I met my wife and told her about sickle cell and her mom um, told her it's best not to, I would understand. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Do you, do you know what with that? I, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm a devil's advocate, but then like... I think maybe it's two things. Like at the time, how did that make you feel mentally? And second of all, I feel like because it's different to say. I mean, does she have the trait as well? Who, my wife? No, so, so the person. Um, not from what I know. I don't know because I, I I can understand it from the point yeah. if they got the trait, yeah. but then to say, I don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe excuse. Maybe it's just me being not naive, but maybe because I like. I don't know. Wouldn't, I don't know. Isn't that a bit? No, I don't know. Problematic. I, I get it to a degree because maybe they they're not they can't handle it or yeah. Or just to say don't get. Isn't that a bit of like discrimination? Like? Yeah, I think in in some African countries is they're very passionate and serious about the conversation of sickle mm. cell. So I would understand because I'm passionate about it, and I'm one day gonna tell my daughter don't get with anyone who has sickle cell. Mm, okay. But I'm not saying it on the, f on the thought of, I think there's a, a mindset shift now. So people in our parents' generation who knew about it, it was like, a, ooh, don't, don't get with that boy. He's got sickle cell, it's gonna be bad. And some African cultures saw it as a curse, as is the child is cursed because they have sickle cell always in hospital. They look fragile and all of that kind of stuff. But now we look at it in a sense of we don't want it to affect our children and our children's children. We don't want it to go from generation to generation. Maybe that's how some parents thought, but because there was that kind of, you know, that that kind of stereotypical way of how people with sickle cell came across, they're always fragile or, you know, they're always sick, always in hospital. Would he be able to look after his family? Yeah. Would he die early? Some people, you know, so a lot of sickle cell patients are, are, you know, the age limit for sickle cell patients, a lot of us are not meant to see 30 plus. Really? A lot of us are not meant to see 40 like, plus. Like, from a male perspective, or is that both? Both, female? both. Both. It's interesting you said that because I remember uh, my aunt told me, um, and again, maybe because it was uh, reflecting of the of the time, because maybe my mum obviously was born in the 60s, so at that time I don't know how much knowledge there was on sickle cell, but I remember my aunt telling me, oh, the doctor told like my grandparents, oh, like she's not going to live beyond 14. Yeah. Oh, she died at 52. So we, so again, I, I know there, there's stats, but sometimes, and again, I don't want to be, be like, me personally, I feel like like yourselves, my mum, like I said, Rizzy, I, I see you guys as strong people, but that's not to say that you can't be vulnerable or don't have the... But, but course, I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. you, you're strong in a sense where you're strong and you're also showing your vulnerability because, again, it's important because, you know, my mum, like, she didn't live life like... Yeah, she had, she had you know, she's suffered with sickle cell, but she always was always so full of life. Like, she's never really complained too much about... Like, she's always just... Somehow she would just get things just 
get on with things. Not when did you find out your mum had sickle cell? Uh, quite. I'm not sure the exact age, but quite early on. But right. but when I found out, I didn't know it was it was serious. I just right. thought, okay, she's got sickle cell because she just looks fine. She just was she been... was she always in and out of hospital or? Um, do you know what? I think when I think maybe when I was a lot younger, probably, but I didn't. But but I've, I didn't see in hospital a lot of the time. But yeah, sometimes she was in. The, I, I think there was a year where she had a lot of blood transfusion, and then it kind of mm. stopped, and then it was just it just seemed fine. And mm. you know, even her passing wasn't. I won't say it was directly because of sickle cell, but I think that played a part. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I just saw. I thought, okay, mum's fine. She's cool. She doesn't. You know, she she goes out. Like there's nothing. She, what I can do, she can do in, in a sense. What yeah. I, I don't, I don't see. So I think that's why I was a bit asked you earlier about how do you feel about it? Because I feel like people with sickle cell aren't like, and they don't less than. No, they yeah, can still yeah, do what yeah. we. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Exactly. So when, when someone will say, and again, everyone has their right to their own opinion. When someone says, "Oh, don't get some sickle cell," that's why I ask it. Like, how did that make you feel? Because like, yeah. you know, it's probably do you understand it? But it's a bit yeah. like, yeah. So it's a bit. Yeah, but uh, but from someone who's battles with sickle so I can understand why someone would say that but it does come from an ignorant place from some people you know mm. I saw a, uh, a a podcast that kind of went viral a oh, uh, few months ago like these young girls yeah, yeah, and they were saying no nah, I'll never get someone sickle so nah, yeah. and they were saying it from a, p- a place of ignorance yeah. and, and being naive yeah and that's the part I don't like yeah when you don't understand or haven't known someone with sickle cell, or you, um, you you're not understanding from the other pers- someone's perspective. Have you sat down and had a conversation yeah, with someone yeah, with sickle cell? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have family members that you can have a conversation about about sickle cell? It's just oh, I heard it was like it's like they got the lurgies or mm, a, a, yeah. a, a virus that I don't want. Get got COVID. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't get with anyone who's got sickle cell. You get COVID and not, not specifically, but it's like it's a virus. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it isn't like that. We're just Genuine regular people. Yeah. I could you could see someone with sickle cell walking on the road that you would never no, know. Yeah. Like, I, we had a yeah. friend, sorry, had it, like in secondary school, I won't name his name, but he had sickle cell. And I think that's probably that's the first I know time. You t- I know you too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was kind of the first time I actually heard of it. Mm. And he was quite he was absent quite a lot. Right. But I never thought it was due mm, to that. It yeah. was right. not something that he spoke about or anything. Right. I just knew that he had it. So I think that was probably the first encounter. Yeah, he he was a bit skinny. I don't know if it has an mm. impact on your weight or your eating ability. Yeah, sometimes it uh, lack of uh, it, it kind of affects your growth in a sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just just going back, so you know, you said obviously at, at five, you you know had like a like crisis and stuff, and then so into into like your mid twenties, that's when you sort of realized, okay, this is this it is. But when when you process when you realized you had sickle so how how did you process that mentally like what what was that like for you yeah um i didn't know how much it affected me mentally until i grew up and understood how many traumatic experiences i've had because of sickle so like i went on school trips i went to disneyland when i was in college uh disneyland paris and i'm having a crisis out there and my mom's having to come over to um, France from the UK yeah. to take care of me and then we're having to come out of the hospital buy a ticket come back to London mm. been to Africa and had a crisis um, uh, been to several places I went to Tenerife as a young teenager with my friend and his parents and as soon as I get to the hotel jumped in a pool came out of the pool boom crisis and I'm in Spain and the doctors are telling me there what is sickle cell <laughs> 
I'm thinking that's it for me. You know, I'm, I'm gonna my last finish here in Spain. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? So all these different experiences that I've had, having a left hip replacement, being in hospital at the same time as my mum. You know, being told, uh, you know, your mum's in hospital because I grew up in a single parent home. I got a great relationship with my dad, but him and mum weren't together. Mm. And me and mum in the same house alone, and we both got sickle cell. So I'm in hospital and I'm being told by nurses, your mum's in hospital. And I've left my bed to go and see her in her ward. And down the line, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, it's the, uh, actually, sickle cell has caused a lot of personal, physical trauma and mental trauma in my life but because i was so used to that in and out of hospital doctor's appointments uh, endless injections medicine uh morphine and uh, operations all of that kind of stuff it, it, i kind of got used to it but the more i you know grow up and you know um do things like therapy discuss with my wife and my friends about my traumatic past I start to understand, oh my gosh, this affected me mentally. I was missing school exams. I didn't do well in my GCSEs because I was constantly in and out of hospital. Didn't do well in my, um, didn't do well in my, uh, my boy Manny calling me, just spoke about him as well. Yeah. But did, didn't didn't do well in my, in my college because every part of my life was affected by sickle cell. Relationships, uh, um, education, work, all of that, you know, and, 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 of course, it's gonna have a mental toll on me, and it's 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 gonna, you know, have a have a uh, a mental strain on on my mental health, and you know, things like therapy really really did help, and um, my faith helped as well. I became a Christian at the age of nineteen, yeah. and um, you know, um, I didn't enter with a. Uh, I, I grew not to have a naive mind of because I'm a Christian automatically i'm going to be healed it uh, you know mm. it it doesn't work like that you know i true i truly do believe that god heals but i also believe that if he doesn't heal me now there'll be a time where i'm not in this earth anymore and i'm with him and there'll be eternal healing forever i'll mm. be free from this pain yeah. so Amen. what do i want to do on this earth whilst i battle with uh, sickle cell is i want to do the best i can i want um, I always say I have sickle cell sickle cell doesn't have me it doesn't define who I am it doesn't define what I can do thankfully you know God allowed me to get married have a family you know and have a job have a career um, through doing youth work but also doing music and setting up my own charity to do to spread awareness about sickle cell so you know God allowed me to go through this pain so that I can do what I'm doing today. You know, I'm on podcasts like this one, having conversations like this, and it's not for no reason. Yeah. Um, you know, people have invited me to places. I'm off to Belgium this week to give uh, a talk on sickle cell, you know, and that's that's my passion. Yeah. I'm passionate about what I've been through, and I'm understanding now that all this was part of the purpose. Yeah. It was just blocks that were building, building, building until now, and now all of that pain that I went through, I'm able to execute it now through telling other people, listen, know your genotype, speak to other people. This is what us black people go through. And I'm glad that I get to do it and speak to my people about this. And I don't have to go and tell someone on the other side of this, the country or whatever that has no clue about sickle cell. Yeah. But I can do that also because there's doctors that have no clue. I went to Manchester one time, had a crisis and in the hospital, they, 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 they're telling me we don't know what sickle cell is. I can't hear that as a sickle cell patient who's having a crisis. So because you don't understand and you don't know it, 
a lot of doctors will refuse morphine, will refuse oxygen, you know, and because these are simple things, things that you need as a sickle cell sufferer in hospital, and they're refusing these things because they don't, they're not educated on sickle cell. Yeah. So now we're having to go into um, the hospitals and schools where doctors are being trained and tell them what sickle cell is. This is what sickle cell patients go through. You probably won't know because you're not from our neck of the woods. Mm. You probably won't know because I'm probably the only black person you've ever seen in your life. But you will come across a black person one day up in wherever you come from, up in, in England or wherever it is, Scotland, Ireland, where there's not a lot of, not to say there ain't black people in them areas, but yeah. it's rare. You will come across that one person that has sickle cell and you need to know for the sake of that one person. There's a young person called Evan Nathan Smith. Mm. Um, he passed away in hospital because he was neglected and they didn't give him the right treatment he needed. He was asking for oxygen. They were not giving it to him. He ended up dying in 999 from his bed because he was not getting the treatment and he was in agony. Um, he ended up passing away in the hands of doctors and nurses who should have known how to treat him and, and should have believed him and should have understood what he was going through. So now that we have to raise our voices about and, and speak to doctors and train and, and nurses so that they get the right training and know how to treat people with sickle cell. So there's a lot of work to do, but the trauma that myself and many other sickle cell sufferers have gone through, you'll see now, if you type in sickle cell on Instagram, you'll see so many accounts yeah. of people that have their charities that are raising their voice about what they've been through. And a lot of us, yes, it's affected us physically and mentally. Yes, we've buried friends with sickle cell last year. I, I know three people last year and this year, four people that have died from sickle cell that didn't get to hit 40. So we do go through that and we understand that, but it's about using your pain in your purpose yeah that's what they say you know god you know uses his strongest soldiers and you know what i find interesting as well is um whilst it predominantly affects like black afro-caribbeans the way society is moving you know moving now mm. where, where we're kind of more interlinked and you see more interracial couples and yeah it's definitely something that definitely needs to be um, spoken about and raise the awareness so for example like my wife She's not black Afro-Caribbean. So maybe she doesn't even know about it. So right. when I said, I'm coming here, you know, we, we, this is what we're talking about. She's like, oh, wow. You know, obviously she's heard about it, but she doesn't know the ins and outs. So I guess as more people start, you know, kind of mixing, the awareness needs to go up. Because, 100%. You know, if I if I haven't been checked, if I didn't be checked and we had a kid, where you go. That's exactly. One mm. through our, our child. And then it's, just, it's, just, it's the same for loads of other generations. So whilst... Mm. It could be quote unquote like a black Afro Caribbean thing. You kind of got to think more outside the box. Of course, mm. yeah, yeah. The direction we're heading in as a, as in a society is that, yeah, you know, people aren't really seeing color. Yes, they're seeing color, but in terms of dating, people are a bit more open. Yeah. So yeah, no. And thanks for saying that because I feel like that's the world we're in now. Uh, I know a lot of people who, are black people who married, um, Asian uh, people or white people, people of the opposite race, but yeah. also conversations need to be had in that setting as well because um a white mom asian mom needs to know how to have that conversation with their child mm, yeah you know if a black person had a child with a white um a white person and a black person passes away and their child could have the trait they would never know so uh, if the if the if the the other race has a conversation with their child then it opens up the conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, that, that, yeah. that's that's true, and I think yeah. I, I like I like what you what you said, and but I also wanted to ask as well because 
I feel like, again, with everything that you've, you've done or you're doing currently, should I say, it, I think it's amazing because I think for me, from what you've described, it shows a lot of mental resilience. But what about, like, I guess, what would you say to those who are not quite in that mental space where, you know, they, they have sickle cell, but they don't, they don't have that strength to, you know, I won't say Enjoy look at the bright side. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know how to word it, but yeah, yeah to have that enthusiasm. And I, I'm not saying they're on the brink of trigger warning, the suicide and stuff, but they just, they're not in that mental space to even even speak about, let alone have the mental capacity to be like, you know, I can I can get through this. Because again, that's why I feel like you're sort of, yeah, you're, you are a role model for the community, I, I would say, yeah. in my opinion, do you know what I mean? So how would yeah. you, um, what, how, what would you say to someone in that position? Don't get it twisted, bro. <laughs> as well as I'm talking to you guys from this, this place, um, I do go through um, times where I feel low, I've uh, battled with depression because of sickle cell. You have so much mental, uh, uh, physical strain on your body that it is gonna. There's no word of no. There's no like avoiding the fact that it's gonna affect you mentally. Yeah. So I have had suicidal thoughts, been in hospital and been. Uh, resentful towards my parents like why did they not have that conversation why did they have me why am I here mm. I, I should I don't want to be here um, I'd rather die than be in this pain you know people with sickle cell have these thoughts and I don't think we discuss it enough um, and you know I have and you know I, I have had them them thoughts suicidal mm. thoughts thoughts of depression thoughts of just closing myself in and blocking the world away and just shutting myself off. But, you know, life doesn't stop. It continues and everyday life continues. I still got to go work, still got to pay bills, still got a family to look after. So, um, you know, you, you kind of, I, I would always encourage people to go to therapy, get therapy, get counselling. That would really help. But for those who do have sickle cell that are, having these kind of thoughts just know that it's firstly it's okay and you're not alone um there are people out there who are having same thoughts as you so for you to you know the biggest lie the devil could tell you is that you're alone in anything that you're going through yeah. biggest lie would be you're you're the only one going through this no one's going to understand yeah. you no one's going to believe you so you might as well just take if you want to take your own life take your life because no one's going to understand and then you have a conversation and then you hear, oh, me too. Oh, yeah, I went yeah, through that as well. Yeah. And you're like, rah, like, I'm not alone in this. So having conversation is very important. You know, um, I, I was on uh, the Shade Borough recently with uh, my friend Sarah. And I gave the story of how I met my friend Sarah. She has sickle cell. And we was both in hospital. And I'm hearing, you know, someone in agony in the next room. And I just you, you just know that sound of someone's going through pain. But this is not a pain like... I got shot in the leg kind of pain. This is a pain that's internal and you could just feel it because you know what that pain is. And something just told me, get up and go and see her. And I went and I opened the curtain and she was in pain. And I said, hey, just want to introduce myself. Uh, I, do you have sickle cell? She said, yeah. And I said, me too. And we just grew a great friendship before, you know, from there. Like sometimes I'm in hospital. I message her, I'm in hospital. Where are you at? She says, I'm in hospital too because we go to the same hospital and I'm like, what bed are you in? I'll come see you. What ward are you in? I'll come see you. And we just encourage each other. Um, and that's been a huge help for myself to know that in my community, I was the only one who had sickle cell. So, 
in my school. I didn't hear of anyone else who, else who had sickle cell. So I was alone. I was alone a lot of times. I was like your friend in school. I used to miss school all the time. When I was in school, I always had a bottle of water like I do now next to me because I had to keep hydrated. When it wasn't that cold, I was in woolly hat, scarf and a big jacket because I couldn't be cold. Yeah. So I stood out and that's a lonely place. Um, and it would be for anyone who has any type of chronic illness with other people around them who don't go through the same thing. So it is important to speak to others and know that you're not alone. Yeah. I kind of got, I guess, got like two questions. Mm. Is there like an ideal environment that someone with sickle cell like could be? Like, when I when I hear what you say and I think oh like you know you go and like you could go in the pool or you could come out and it's the, like the change or the dramatic change in temperature, could it be that is it a climate thing? Could you be in a warmer country that helps alleviate some of the pain and allows you to live a more I don't know just like yeah. maybe live a life where it's not as kind of painful like right. let's say if you was back in Africa for example, yeah yeah yeah, yeah maybe maybe not Africa maybe somewhere else with like Let's say Tenerife, right. for example. Yeah, you had the episode in terms of the pool because you went in the pool. But generally, you know, you might see that like maybe twenty six degrees. Is there like an ideal temperature mm. where you could be and like everything's just okay? Is there like a sweet spot? That's know? a great question because there's always something somewhere that could trigger a crisis. Yeah, I could be in. I love going to Dubai. Dubai is hot. The weather's nice. Yeah, when I'm out there, I just feel great about my health. We need a lot of vitamin D, so I'm always like trying to get uh, as much sun as I can when I'm out there. And you know, I've always said to my wife, if an opportunity came for me in Dubai, we're going. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, but also because of my health. But then again. I get treatment every six weeks where I get an exchange transfusion. So I got to go in for, you know, and get tubes put in me and they're, they're drawing blood for me and then they're giving me blood that comes from people who donate blood. So I get that treatment every six weeks. Some people get every four weeks. Some people get every eight, ten weeks. It depends. Yeah. So facilities like that, I also have to think where would that be? So when I go to Dubai, I'm thinking right i need to be somewhere is there a hospital close to there yeah, um, when i'm in you know places like uh europe i have to find out like you know i'm off to belgium this week if i was to have a crisis where my friend lives is an ambulance available you always have to think 10 steps ahead do like a risk assessment yeah always everywhere i'm going I, i'm trying my best to think right in terms of crisis and also i've got a box of medicine morphine codeine yeah. whatever in is at the end <laughs> i have a box of medicine there that's just ready in case i'm in um, amount of pain so yeah so i think when it comes to different countries i would love to think that yeah i, I want to go africa i'm from congo so but then again my, my friend went to congo the other day she has sickle cell and she went to visit a hospital and people are going through it out there as well mm. you know but uh, f fortunately we have, you know, I, I do have issues with some of the things that are run by the NHS, but I'm also grateful that we have free healthcare out here. People in Africa can't even afford oxygen, yeah. can't even afford morphine. Like, and and my friend was telling me like small things like oxygen, and you know, it's a smaller something like twenty pounds, but people don't have to pay for that 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 money to pay for it. And here we have oxygen for free, and we take advantage of things mm -hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? And People don't have them opportunities in Africa. So it really does depend. Yeah. yeah. 
that's crazy and then i guess the second question is obviously in order for you to kind of have this like you know this strong relationship with your with your wife and your kids how how does she feel because obviously i can imagine there's some sort of like mental toll on her yeah you know and it's like obviously she doesn't want to see you in pain and mm. the kids and this they still might be too young to kind of understand things. yeah how was it for her does she does the like you maybe going through it have an impact on her mental mm. as well do you see that when she's down or do you see like when you're going through anything that like, it has an effect on her and how does it affect her would you say? yeah so a lot of great question because um a lot of people don't ask usually about the partners and how it affects mm -hmm. them yeah um but my wife every time i i have a crisis or i've had a crisis it brings her to tears because even before our children came she'd seen the pain i was in and there's nothing she could do to help she can only reassure me um do you want water do you do you want a cover you know and just rub my leg or do something to try and comfort me but then again the the great thing about having a companion in a time like this you know is um she's able to call the ambulance give them my full details give them my, my medical history give them the medication that i take all these questions that the ambulance would want to ask the person who's having a crisis. The last thing I want to do is talk to you about my medical history. I'm having a crisis. I just need painkillers or take me to the hospital or something. My wife is able to give that information. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful for that. Because when I'm in pain, I'll be like, babe, having a crisis. Do you want me to call an ambulance? Um, usually people say, we'll sickle cell, will say, at, um, hospital is a last resort. We don't always want to go to hospital. We just want to ride it out at home, take the tablets we can. If it calms down, then great. If not, the last, last, last resort is the hospital. Yeah. So, yes, babe, call an ambulance. Cool. She calls the ambulance, gives our de my details. I'm able to just rest now, deal with this pain, wait for the ambulance to come, get my um, uh, treatment. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but I know it has affected my wife mentally. I know it does. Yeah, yeah. There was like one period, like my wife was suffering from depression. And I just remember like, I would be up late at night just thinking about it, you know, like everyone would be sleeping. Mm. And it would just be hitting me differently. Mm. I'd be like, damn, mm. you know, obviously, obviously like there's the concern for her, there's the worry. Mm. But then I'm thinking, you know, just I hope she'll be okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't take a toll on me, but I'm just, like it's just that worry, that level of concern. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you're just hoping that you know tomorrow, it's a better day. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I thought I'd ask because yeah, I can I can imagine you know. Yeah. No, it's not it's not. Oh sorry, bro. No, go on, bro. No, I was gonna say it's not easy because even I've got a friend. Um, oh, yeah, I won't mention her, but she's uh, got seven. She got sickle cell as well, and sometimes she sent me the the mental toll mm. it takes, and it, what, what's even crazy is like everything has to be planned. There's no yeah. just on a whim, like. They met from their medication. So even again, like you said, your wife knows the protocol, knows the protocol when it comes to having a crisis with her as well. So she knows the protocol. So you know, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that. That's what they need when if they need to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So and sometimes you'll tell me like the times when she's just like she's cried because it's it's a lot. Yeah. And it, it kind of stems back to again this conversation about having genocides because it's not something to play with. Because mm -hmm. it's not only like again, you bring the child with sickle. So again, it's it's up to you. Me personally, I wouldn't do it. Mm. I wouldn't do it. Mm. That's just me because it's because that to bring again the other things you got to take into account and and you know you cannot that sexual is one of one of main different health mm. issues of course but that's something you can control and you have power over in in a sense in it so 
me personally, I wouldn't want to bring a child into this world knowing that I can I could have prevented that. Yeah. Because it's it's again like thankfully, my my uh, family were able to look after my mum. Some mm. people don't have that. Mm. So you got to know, okay, I've got to do this by myself or with someone, and it's it's a lot. So you got to understand what you're getting yourself in for. So I think, you know, at the time when I was you know thinking, oh, like dating and stuff, I always to like, and again, I don't want to, you know, I'll never ever like um, compare what I feel to people who have sexual stuff. But at times I'm like, I used, to, I used to kind of feel down, like, damn, like, this AS trait is, I feel like it's just every time, I feel like it's such a yeah. hindrance, like, yeah. do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, like my, my partner now, even when I, I had the conversation early on with her, and cool, we went to the, um, she'd done the, I went to her do the blood test, came up with the results. And even then I was like, okay, like, send her, can we just get something on paper? I, I was kind of nagging a bit, yeah, yeah, but yeah. she understood because yeah. of that. Because it's, it's important. You need to yeah. have those conversations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like, again, there's a community in our people having these conversations like yourselves, Rizzy, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's good to see now because, like, we don't have to, I get it, you don't have to talk about everything, but I think it's, it's good to talk, yeah. I feel, personally. Yeah. Because, and, and even at times, just, I even some friends are like, just get get checked. You don't yeah. know. Because, again, it's not necessarily about sexual, it's the trait. Yeah, you yeah, have trait yeah. And, be, and, and you can be none the wiser. Exactly. So just check when, you know, again, I, I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. But with close friends, listen, just, just, just check. Yeah. Just check. But thank you for having that conversation because even nagging your partner because people will see it as a blase thing. Mm. And then, you know, a friend of mine called me recently saying, oh, my child's got sickle cell. And I'm mm. thinking, oh, like, this is why I'm I'm telling people, man, like, have that conversation. That's gonna that's a life changer. Having a child that has sickle cell, whether you don't see it in their young ages, if they grow up and have back to back crisis affects them in school, mm. in their mental health, you know, in in their work everyday life, it will affect the parent as well, yeah. or the partner, or whatever. Um, so. I, I always implore for my people, man, have that conversation from early. Try your best to get with someone who does have AA. Um, yeah. And if you are someone that does have AA, then still have the conversation, um, you know, um, and, and let's, let's try our best to be the change that we didn't see. Unfortunately, a lot of our parents didn't have that conversation. So it's up to us now to really bring a change, man. Yeah. yeah. And just on the general type again, yeah. things keep popping up in my head. So, Let's say you've got someone with SS, you get with an AA, the chance is about 25%. Yeah, no. one, yeah, 25, so one in four. And then, yeah. so what if you met a girl, she was AA, Yeah. her dad was AA, but her mum was SS. Mm. So, she, obviously that would make it a one in four, but because she didn't get it, could there still be a possibility that does that... Um, does the percentage or the chance go up then? No, so it would be for like the the child, so that that person in her her and her siblings. Yeah. So if the parents had, if there was a one in four for the parents, it would be it could be like her. She didn't have it. Yeah. I know this personally in a yeah. family setting. Three siblings don't have sickle cell, but one does. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. But it, it 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 all depends on now the generation after. It's not really the the genotype or or the it's not really the grandparents' genotype okay. that affects the grandchildren. Yeah. It's the child and who they get with. Yeah. Mm. Um and that's why we say my mum's got SS, 
I've got SS, my child's got AS, my grandchild could have AA. Yeah, and that's yeah, all yeah. part of the decisions that my child makes. So, so and, and then that's the thing. It's almost like, because I just told you, I will hope that Godwin, when I have kids, Godwin, they're AA. So it just yeah. takes it completely. Yeah. If that's one or if that's two. And then I don't have to have a conversation. But then if you have to, you know what I mean? Because even my my mum is one out of six siblings. Right. Only her, she, only she got AS. Right, right. And it, it's, that's what I'm saying. That game probability, you don't want to play because, yeah. you know. And sometimes, and I had an aunt, my aunt, um, four kids, two got it. Two got mm. SS. Mm. So it's just, yeah, man. That, that was like my mum. My mum's one of 11. Wow. And from what I know, uh, she had a few siblings that passed away that I didn't get to meet. But from what I know, she was the, she is the only one with SS. So, yeah, yeah the, you know, and her parents, I'm sure, didn't have the conversation because mm. they had so many children. So, yeah, it, we have to, yeah, the conversation needs to be had. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely, no. and, I, and I, that's something. I, that's why I, I was so like. I know, of course, when we first booked the schedules and stuff. But I was, I was adamant that we have to go have this conversation. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm thankful that you came on. Yeah. No, you thank know. you for having me, man. Because again, even though like I know you do a lot of talks on it, again, I'm always mindful of your mental. Because again, you could just said, oh no, I don't want to have it, and, that, and that's fine. I mean, yeah. you're within your right. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm appreciate you coming on, even having like, again. I know you must do it uh, quite a lot. Yeah. And even just it just highlights it. To, to our audience and you know yeah and again it's, it's about having these conversations you know so definitely thank you man but um yeah wait just one more question if I can <laughs> bro <Yeah>. far away <laughs> man yeah obviously you've got we've got these great charities now you know obviously your boy manny and there's a few other charities but is there like an app or something that people with sickle cell can kind of use mm. as a companion to okay this is where i am mm. Uh, these local hospitals within mm. vicinity mm. kind of support sickle cell war. Is there anything like that, you know, just like something in your pocket to yeah. help people, like as a companion, yeah. they've got no yeah. one around them. Is there anything, you know? I think more work on this needs to be done. So a lot of us now who are starting our charities are partnering with the NHS and having these conversations. Yeah. But there isn't a lot in regards to, it's great what you said, man, like, I could be literally in the middle of London, where is a hospital that is great with dealing with sickle cell? Because some are not, some are mm, awful. That's it, yeah. There's some hospitals where we tell people avoid that place. Yeah. Like the hospital where Evan Nathan Smith died, I wouldn't feel comfortable sending my friend who has sickle cell there because look at how they treated the man and he's lost his life. Um, hopefully they said that the training has, has improved there and they will try their best to give people the appropriate training to look after sickle cell patients but you just never know yeah. but facilities like that it's rare to have them and uh, there's a company called Sanya's Health they're doing stuff like uh, they have a watch they give to a lot of sickle cell patients and you're able to uh, you know kind of log in how you're feeling and things like that so they're able to get information of sickle cell people sickle, people have sickle cell on a day to day level but things like what you just said is stuff that we need, so uh, we'll take. I'll take it on board yeah, and have yeah. conversations about it because yeah. it's something that we definitely need. Yeah, and like obviously you got all these like uh, I don't want to promote the big brands, but obviously you got all these health apps on yeah, all these different types of phones. Yeah, are you? I don't know. Obviously now they got like all those sort of sensors. Where yeah, yeah. Is your heartbeat exactly? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think even oxygen, maybe I'm not too sure. Mm. Is there any of these apps? Was um that we have now, like typically Android or iOS, can you kind of 
kind of drill down into the specific uh, specifics regarding your blood type to say that oh well maybe you've got sickle cell so that if it detects that you know your body, yeah maybe let's say you are having a um a crisis yeah to automatically go for like an emergency call yeah like yeah that, just in case you're alone because i think following covid one of the main things we did kind of learn is that a lot of people unfortunately are alone mm. so you're one of the lucky ones in the sense that yeah you've got a wife mm. You know, you've, you've got, obviously there's that community and mm. you've, got, you've got a close circle of friends who, who now know. Mm. But I'm just trying to, obviously, I know there's people out there who might be like silent sufferers. Mm. Mm. And I just want maybe like if there's something for them, you know, just mm. something, you know. That yeah, and, and I think what you said in regards to things that the watch is, the company that I worked with, Sanius Health, yeah. check them out, S-A-N-I-U-S Health, they're on Instagram. They have a watch that's able to check your heart heart monitor, monitor your heart rate and um, uh, I think blood pressure and things like that. I'm not wearing it today, but I, sh- I, f- I forgot it. But that's a great um, outlet. But we need more information like what you said in regards to black people knowing that there's a community that they do have. Um, but I think mostly social media is our best friend when it comes to that now. So... Yeah. When if you are someone that lives in the UK or even outside the UK, just type in sickle cell within, especially in the UK, and in, in, uh, we're in London, obviously. So there's a huge community in London and the UK of people who have sickle cell that are knit together. We have WhatsApp groups. Yeah. Uh, we have you know different charities. You know the Sickle Cell Society, Sickle Cell Unite. Um, uh, we are not the same. Uh, so 60101 do you know what i'm saying there's so many charities like i'm creating my own charity um that are speaking about it. and even outside of that you've got good man factory yeah, that yeah. you know are not specifically based on sequel cell but because rizzy's there yeah he's making sure the conversation's being had so yeah yeah that's my guy man so i think in a lot of spaces now we're having conversations about this, like Shade Borough. I never thought I'd be on Shade Borough talking about sickle cell. Mm. Yeah, I was, um, I was when I yeah, that. yeah, like yeah. BBC having conversations when I was on Chucky's podcast. Yeah. Uh, people are waking up to having that conversations now, now because you can't. I always say you 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 can't tell me one black person that you know that doesn't know or hasn't heard of what sickle cell is or it doesn't affect them. So the fact that that is happening. It means the conversations need to be had. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was, I was gonna. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, no, go, go, go. I was gonna say just, just before you wrap up. Yeah. Um, it's not on the same scale in terms of apps and stuff. But one one thing I just wanna, I will give them a promo because I think it's good what they're doing. Um, um, I don't know. Men and Matchmaker is like a like a day in that. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Okay. They um, again they so they they highlight um sickle cell the trait. So like one of their things when I was on it, one of the things. is in the bio that you put whether you have the trait or not so again I don't know if that's definitely people still need to do tests yeah, or yeah, yeah, but yeah. it highlights the conversation which is good so I think that's so this is a dating app yeah. Melanin Matchmaker yeah and on there you could log in whether you have sickle cell or the yeah, trait so, or not so you can put yeah, Bruh, that's like, amazing you know you have, you yeah. or do you have things. a dating app take note yeah 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 yeah. yeah. typical sure. things oh your, your, your age your, your what do you like da, 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 all that kind of stuff oh do you have the trait or not so it's so I, yeah, th- I think yeah, it's good that's why I wanted to just pick them up so all my melanin people that want to go on dating apps get melanin match because they tell you about your genotype if you go or not that's that's amazing still do the test at least it opens up the conversation as a starter so it's good man but um 
Yeah. Sorry, one more. Sorry. No worries. Because <laughs> um, useful. Your music video. Yeah. Hidden Pain. That one's deep. Because mm. I was watching that. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And I guess the reason why I wanted to bring it up because you touched on it, but we kind of skipped um, skimmed past it with the, um, the blood transfusion. Mm. And at the end of the music video, it says like, one percent of black people give blood in the uk yeah in the yeah, uk yeah. and i was like mind blown yeah. i wasn't surprised as mm. well but i was mind blown because i haven't given it there's multiple times that i've seen like the the truck thing outside mm. you know that oh, i've been meaning to go in there cause yeah it's something i've always wanted to do but then you know like kind of life just happens but now I know the importance. I definitely, mm. I'll definitely. Yeah, same. I, I need to look into it. As mm. well, so. And obviously, I guess we just need to step it up in general. Mm. In the UK, I think it was my wife was telling me that it was also on the TV that they need more blood samples. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, be, yeah. The NHS put out an amber alert yeah, recently. We yeah, need to do our do our bit. You know, give mm. blood, save lives, like they say. You know, indeed. We hear, we hear it. Yeah. But do we actually know exactly? What it means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, we know how it can make a difference. So I'll definitely give uh, blood, guys, man. Yeah, I thank you, man. Yeah, and yeah. Sorry, so I was going to say as well. Um, yeah, I think also when you do that, they also they can also screen you for your genotype as well. Mm. If you have the the trait or yeah, 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 so and, and it's important. And if you have the sickle cell trait, you can still donate blood as well. Yeah. So um, I think yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even I didn't even. Know yeah, that. yeah. So we have um uh, uh um blood drives that we a lot of us are starting to put on now um my friend sarah from sickle so unite she put on a blood drive last month and literally they're in westfield in stratford and in white city yeah. there's a uh, walk-in centers where you could donate blood so if you uh i'm close to stratford so uh on bottom floor opposite argos uh, there's a um, a blood center where you walk in, sign up, and you can donate blood. So a lot of people are actually signing up to donate blood. If you want to know where you can donate blood, just sign up to blood.co.uk um, and you can um, book an appointment to donate blood. It's very important. One person can save up to three lives donating blood. So we always, always encourage black people, especially go and donate blood because it goes to someone like myself. Yeah. And is there like a frequency? Is it like how often... Is it like once? I think you can give it every, if I'm not wrong, every three months okay. you can give blood. Yeah. Uh, every every few months you can give blood. So there's people that are regular donors that go all the time. Yeah. Um, but black people need to um, kind of get rid of the stereotypes, get rid of the fear mm. and just go and do it because it's important. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, deep. Yeah, no, deep. lads. Yeah, that was great. A star, thank you, man. This no worries. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good conversation. I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah. Um, and again, mm. thank you for coming on, man. Because again, no I worries. feel like these conversations. Again, everyone is different. Some people might not be open to talking, but I just hope that like, people watching this or listening, they can get some insight. And if you, if they are people who are watching who do have sickle cell or you know want to find out more, hopefully it's, it's given them that I would say, uh, yeah, less fear. You know, yeah. be more open yeah. to talk. So. We thank you, man, for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, Much yes, appreciated, pleasure, man. man. And also, guys, having sickle cell, AS, it's not a showstopper. Mm. Now, let's get mm. to, again, at the same time, whilst we're trying to spread the information, it's not a showstopper, you know. You still can engage with these people, have, re like, yeah. loving the, the, relationships. That's, that's, yes. yeah. you, know, you know, do your research. It's very important. Yeah. It's the 21st century. We've got the internet, we've got social media. Yeah. You can't be ignorant, you know. Yeah. Um, 
there's different trades. You got the SS, you got the EAS. Just do your research, you know. Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a call from the GP, and oh, I, see, I, I thought I think the page is her single journey, but she had a, a like a, a a quick reel about you know yes genotype. And again, I'm not saying lie, but listen, if you are, just tell the doctor, listen, I'm, I'm looking to hundred percent have you know my own, my partner thinking about the future. I need to find yeah. genotype because sometimes Cause they, they make it so hard. Yeah. thinking it's just literally so it's difficult for people to find out the genotype now. So unfortunately, you gotta go and say stuff like. I'm seeing someone who has sickle cell. Yeah, exactly. I want to know my genotype. Oh, we want to have a child. I want to my genotype. It, it, it's come down to that because yeah, exactly. you can't just have um, go up to a GP and say I want to get tested for gen my genotype. They'll probably turn you away. Yeah. But because you're saying stuff like that, they will kind of they yeah, have no exactly. choice what to do. Yeah. And very lastly, you know, to end on a downer, when you're having kids, right? When I, when I was having uh, my son, obviously they, they do like the Downs test, you know, Down syndrome. And there was a TV show called, um, I think Getting Rid of Downs or something along those lines, a bit, bit morbid. You know, when you do have a kid and you do the Hillbrick test and it comes up that they will have a trait, I'm assuming there's some sort of aftercare and there's conversations that will be had around that not know if you had it we didn't you know we didn't i think they focus more on if the child has sickle cell yeah um, they do what's like the next steps um i think definitely getting uh you signed up to a local doctor so having yeah. a uh, you have early you know hematology doctors that um that work with children um, and I, I'm guessing that's the conversation that we'll start having. So definitely get in touch with having a hematology doctor. They focus more on blood-related situations like sickle cell. Um, and I'm guessing that's the start of the conversation. That's a great question, by the way, because I actually don't know the process and I, it's good for me to find out. So, yeah. yeah because I know, yeah. I think, yeah, the documentary was like a life without Down syndrome. Right. And I know they give people the option mm. to... Is it abort? Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. That, because obviously everyone knows you know it could be very difficult yeah so yeah. i just weren't too sure what the situation was mm. with sickle cell if they do the test yeah. i don't know if they give you options or stuff like that yeah but it's a great question conversations yeah. good to yeah. have thank definitely, you man, man. definitely and I yeah I, 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 like i said i hope this has raised a lot of awareness because these, these are difficult convos but it's important to be had man yeah so, sure. and again like like marlon said it you know someone sickle cell doesn't mean like your testament you, you have a family you've got a good career you're speaking about it. so it's not it's not a and I just want to say it's not a handicap and the reason yeah. why I say that because I remember when I my mum passed away I found out some like negative comments people were saying oh I never thought she would she would have had kids and stuff like mm. you know and, and I don't I don't I don't like all that so I, I mm. definitely that's why I'm so I don't have it that's why I'm so big on it because it doesn't mean your, your life's over or or you're you're less than and I think mm. that's that's definitely something I, I want to stress and and highlight because it's not you know these things you know are important to understand you know like someone who has it is not less than that's mm. that's yeah i just want to say that yeah but, yeah but thank you man thank you thank man. you appreciate it. and yeah for those listening hope you've learned a lot um picked up a lot from our guests and ourselves so thank you man way over time but listen i i, I don't mind i don't mind <laughs> it had to, had to be had the comments had to be, had to be had so yeah it is what it is but yeah man that's that's a wrap and yeah and then that's that on yeah see you on the next one